Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin McGibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee, where we get together each week to talk health, fitness and some absolute nonsense. So, we're doing a podcast <laughs> now. This is a thing that's happening while Brian lunges with his pants down, down. which is upsetting for everyone concerned. This is why... It's a podcast and not a video. Absolutely. Nobody used to see that. There it is again. Brilliant. So, yeah, where are we? What's the topic today? Yeah, right. Clothes and stuff. So, before we had this chat before, right? So, for the listeners, he says looking at the laptop. Uh, I had this sorry misfortune. <laughs> it's really weird because I'm looking at you now. I don't, <laughs> want to talk, I don't want to look at you while I talk to you. Um, I had the sorry misfortune to go to a public gym the other week. Uh, which I generally not don't do because yeah. why would you? It's terrifying. Um, but so Lucy, my daughter, goes to dancing and gymnastics and stuff on a Friday. So usually I'll train with you in here on a Friday. Well done, Brian. Nice. Uh, I forgot what I was saying already. You this is going to be a shit podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You were at a council gym? Yes. Normally so, with me. the kid goes to dancing and gymnastics on a Friday afternoon for a couple of hours. Ordinarily, I'll come and train with you. But sometimes you're not here. Sometimes I can't do it whatever else, right? So I figured there's a big fancy commercial gym as part of the high school now in the sports complex. So I thought I'd give it a go, get a kind of pay-as-you-go thing just to use when I feel need to use it. So I went in the other week. Uh, the first issue, place is full of school kids because it's part of the high school. Imagine that. I know, but it's fine because if you're the school kids, right, go in, work out, that's great, it's free, you're in school, but they're not working out, they're not training, they're sitting on their phones. There's just a whole bunch of kids sitting on like those, like what those city back cycle bike things. Oh, the recumbent bikes? Yeah, sitting yeah. on there on their phone, on Facebook or whatever, uh, doing hee haw, just like literally just dossing about. Truly, if you've got that kind of access as a school kid, use it properly. The scary thing is, that's the same in every commercial gym, and it doesn't even just range for the school kids, it goes right through to the adults. Yeah. Well, you find these people coming in boasting, oh, I've posted on Facebook, I've done three hours at the gym tonight. Yeah, three hours, sitting on a bike, watching EastEnders on a 42-inch <laughs> telly. <laughs> Not actually doing a proper I don't workout. Get, I don't get the TV in the gym thing at yeah, all. There's a difference the between I... going to the gym and working out, and just spending time at the gym. Yeah. The, I mean, I've had, I've had inquiries before at the beginning of the year, like every typical gym gets, oh, I'm thinking of signing up here as opposed to this gym or that gym. Uh, and number one inquiry is, what's your cafe like? <laughs> right. Again, why do you need a cafe in a gym? And I think if that's your criteria for selecting a gym, I think you're already getting off on the wrong foot. Aye, absolutely. And it's then just... leading for there, it's what the hell are they wearing? Like right. Their actual choice. Like kind of the we're, point, yeah, What so. we're looking to talk about today is what they're wearing. Yeah, so like, the, the issue was, right, other than the schoolies in the gym, at one point when it started to get a bit busier, there was an influx of people with lifting, well, lifting gloves, inverted commas, and weight belts, right? Which is fine, right? I get the, I get the weight belt thing at a certain point. I, I, I've never really got comfortable with them myself, but I understand the weight belt thing. But they were wearing the weight belts whilst curling, and not very much. 
as it transpires. Uh, so first of all, why do you need to wear a weight belt when you're curling? Do you need to wear a weight belt when you're curling? Well... <laughs> I mean, I, I, this is, it's a genuine question in this respect because I, 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 I don't profess to be any kind of expert on any of this. I'm just the, the dumb musel who trains a bit. You're the well, expert here, right? Do you need a weight belt to curl? I've been coaching for coming up for 18 years this year, and 99% of folk, when you try to perform a bicep curl or any variation of a curl, especially a standing variation, look basically as if they're having sex with a ghost. Lovely image. Yep. Better than image of Brian doing lunges right now. You'll find that most of them are thrusting their hips to get momentum because the guys, mainly guys, very rarely we see a woman doing bicep curls mm -hmm. because basically they're kind of weighted areas, overcrowded. Not being sexist, but most of them feel intimidated and they're too scared to go in the, the yep. weighted area because yep. they're, they're scared that they don't know what they're doing. When if they actually found out that half the guys in that area don't clean <laughs> themselves either. Um, you find that they're thrusting their hips forward and they're putting a load of strain on the lower back. So actually, wearing a weight belt is probably pretty good for these right. guys that don't have a clue what they're doing. Right. But most of them, they're putting on a weight belt and weightlifting gloves to do bicep curls with a two and a half kilo dumbbell. Yeah. And they've not got a, a, they've not got a clue what they're doing. B, they're probably going too heavy and using momentum rather than staying strict to actually get the benefits of the exercise. Right. And they seem to think that, oh, they see the kind of big strong men wearing weightlifting belts, so they think, oh, we'll do the same. And it's more for, half it's more for image than actual application. What's the phrase? All the gear. Yeah. Aye, <laughs> uh, uh, say again, I, I don't know. I, 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 all I know in terms of that respect is when I started training with Jerry, who I suspect we'll talk about quite a lot on this podcast, <laughs> um, when I started training with Jerry, and again, this is the benefit of having like a good training partner and stuff like that, and uh, just general the, the, the frenemies in the gym. Yeah. I wore gloves once, I think, maybe twice at a push when I first started training because you're a newbie and you don't really know. It's like, oh, I've got delicate musicians' hands, I need to protect these. Uh, and Jerry <coughs> mercilessly <laughs> abused me for it for yeah. the entire session and told me never to wear them again. So they were promptly binned. So I think you kind of yeah. need that that person in your life and your training to just go, what the fuck are you wearing? Yeah, I mean... Why, what are you doing? Why are you wearing a vest? <laughs> it's Scotland. <laughs> it's I freezing. I can understand if you are like a massage therapist and you don't want rough hands right. for when you're giving out a treatment. You don't want to be giving them the sandpaper treatment for a nice relaxing back <laughs> massage. Right. But other than that, why are you wearing gloves? Yeah, I, I could be wrong. None of these Seriously, struck me as massage therapists. No. The only thing they massage is their ego on Instagram with their weak and a filtered photo. Let's no, be honest. That's not where I thought you were going with no. that. <laughs> <laughs> Kept it clean. Well done. Well there done. might be kids listening in, so let's do our best. Jeez, I hope not. Um, the wearing weightlifting gloves again, it's, they'll see it in these magazines, men's health, muscle and fitness and all that nonsense, and they'll just be sold anything they think they look the part. How, how's that? If, sure, again, forgive my ignorance, if you're wearing gloves, is that not then going to have an impact on how your grip develops and stuff? Not so much. So uh, just, not really. Most of the dumbbell work Look, you've got wrist wraps that you can use yeah. for, like, for like, your deadlifts, for example, your heavy farmer's walks. If you're looking to, if you've already overloaded your grip that day mm -hmm. and you want to keep, keep trading without uh, letting grip be the limiting factor, then wrist wraps are fine, but the gloves aren't going to help. 
But are they going to be detrimental though? Are they um, going to limit your your grip strength because your, your hands aren't kind of personally? Anybody I've ever known that's used them after being ridiculed <laughs> for about fifty nine minutes of their one hour session until we <laughs> took them off. As soon as they take them off and they, they go, oh, it's not pinching my skin anymore. When they pick the bar well, up, yeah. they kind of roll and they get sweaty, they get clammy in the palm of their hand, I and then it just it pinches all the skin, it softens it up, and they yeah. end up getting more damage done to their hand. Can't seem to remember that the up. at the time when I did it, yeah. Um, aye, so it's just that kind of newbie attitude, I suppose, isn't it? You do, you just see these yeah. things like men's health or whatever else and go, oh, I need gloves, I need a weight belt and all the rest of yeah. it, when really, certainly, if you're starting out, you don't, do you? Mm. I mean... If you look at the typical person coming up to the end of December, they get their Christmas money, or they put a wee bit of savings away in Boxing Day sales, they're out shopping, that's it, I'm going to start my new fitness regime, here we go. What do they do? They go out and buy the fancy pair of running shoes or gym shoes. Mm. They'll go out and buy the fancy new pair of gym leggings or new track or new Nike outfit. Nike, if you do want to sponsor us, give it a call. <laughs> crack on. Yeah, crack on, happy days. Um, also goes for Under Armour, Adidas and anybody else. Um, <laughs> So they buy the new new gym shoes, maybe a £150 pair of fancy running shoes. They've been kitted out at one of these running shops for it. They'll then go and buy the new leggings, the new T-shirts, the new gym wear. Then they'll go and spend a couple of hundred pounds on a, one of the kind of Garmin watches or kind of heart polar heart rate monitors. Mm. They'll go and spend a couple of hundred quid on that. These people have too much money. Aye. <laughs> this is part of the problem, I think, with the sounds of it. Nine times out of ten, they don't have kids. Yeah, well, yeah, bloody and kids. So before they've even set foot in a gym, they've got all this fancy new gear, fancy new tech, that they're not getting much change out of 500 bucks. And when you actually ask them, what are you using your, your heart rate monitor for? Do you know even how to track it and what your heart rate zones are? Yeah. The answer's no. It's just because they think that it looks cool. Yeah. And it's going to give them that bit of benefit. But instead, if they actually invested a wee bit of training, now, this isn't a plug for my PT services, but <laughs> kind of is. No matter where you are, if you could spend a bit of money on getting a PT session and yep. just learning the correct technique of how to do the main lifts, like back squat, deadlift, some bodyweight exercises, the correct kind of mobility and stretching protocols, learn that. Yep. Invest the same amount of around, invest all that money into your kit, just show up with your current pair of trainers, your tracky bottoms and your t-shirt and your hoodie and spend the rest of the money on getting educated on actually how to train properly. Yeah. And you'll get much better return on it yeah. rather than just spending all the money in the tech and then going in. And I guarantee everybody out there listening, if we actually have anybody listening. <laughs> that one person. <laughs> which will be us later on. <laughs> I'm lost will be, they would get much better return on it and much more benefit than just playing with the tech. Yeah. And, and run about like a headless chicken. I'm going to everybody out there, if you look at people in the gym, You'll see them kind of wander about aimlessly, without a plan, going from machine to machine, and just kind of randomly picking a weight or picking a set type yeah. amount of time on a treadmill or a bike, Aye. and just going for it. They've not got any kind of real guidance in terms there of what a, they're doing. That I said again, certainly from that, that that day I was in there, there's a lot of just that, just people just going, ah, I'll just I'll sit in a I'll sit in the treadmill for a bit, then I'll, I'll go over here and I'll arbitrarily just do some leg press yeah. for I don't know a set of ten or whatever. Nobody really seemed to have any specific goals. There were a few yeah. folk in, to be fair, who did look like they actually knew what they were doing and had a, had a goal in mind. There was a couple of guys that were in there. Most of these guys are probably have a notebook. That's the one thing that stands yeah, out. Yeah, well, see yeah, somebody they did. their training log. Aye. And these are the ones that are usually working to a goal. They yeah. know where they're going. Because most folk, 
I've had a number of clients over the years that will turn around and say, oh, I don't feel like I'm progressing. Then when you actually show them from where they started to where they are now, they're shocked yeah. at how much they've progressed. Yeah. Brian's just dancing about the gym as if he's the perfect example. Brian's a poster boy for keeping track of things and watching progression and showing his ass. Excellent, there we are now. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll find most of the people that start off, that they're, they don't have the education to know what type of stuff they should be buying for the gym. If you've got trainers, shorts and a t-shirt, you've already got the kit you need. Yeah, I was going to say, what is the essentials? If you, like, yeah. if you are new to training, what do mm. you need? That's it really, isn't it? It's Even then, we've been in here before and I think you showed up one day and you, you forgot your training gear. <laughs> you had a pair of jeans and your boots. <laughs> Old school. You could still bench press, you could still shoulder press, yeah. you could still do a, even you could still squat. The jeans were loose enough that yeah. they weren't ripping Aye. as you approach 90 degrees. They rip now though because my quads are so huge like eh. Because <laughs> of my massive glutes. <laughs> yeah, um, so. Aye, there is, there's an element of sort of fashion to do with it as well, though, isn't there? Yeah. Again, uh, speaking like, not obviously not a woman, so I don't know, but I remember like Fee, my wife, has been, we've ranted about this before, the, a lot of kind of clothing ranges targeted for women just seem mental. There's the, oh, what's yeah. the name? What's the name of that actress? This is where the lawsuits start piling in it already. Oh, what's the name again? She's got her own kind of gym clothing line. I can't remember. Anyway, it's this actress chick. She's got her own sort of gym line of clothing stuff, but it seems to be like a subscription service. So you pay like what? 50 quid a month or something, and then you get a pair of leggings or something ridiculous. <laughs> you get a new a new gym top every month. It just seems insane. It's a total yeah. fashion parade then, isn't it? It's but just like there's absolutely no need for all that. Unfortunately, the majority of people out there, and unfortunately, it's a lot of women and... There's even guys that get buy, buy into that kind of whole Instagram, yeah. what's that, is it Towie and all these kind of reality TV shows and all that where these guys, it's, where their faces are orange, they've uh, got the kind of like luminous white teeth. Oompa Olympus. Aye. Right. So basically a kind of modern day Willy Wonka kind of chocolate factory squad. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> Will we cut the podcast now and go to get food or? Yeah, let's go to Greg's. <laughs> Brian, take over, we'll go to Greg's. So, yeah. Them, Noompa Loompas, Noompa Loompa effect, basically they're all jumping on the bandwagon and they see a celebrity endorsing this product and the next thing you know, they're all buying it and again, they've not got a clue why. Yeah. I think that, I mean, the, the Instagram effect is a whole different podcast to rant and reel about, certainly. Yeah, we could do about another 10 episodes in that. Aye, absolutely. That's just its own devil, isn't it? Followers on yeah. Instagram people, but pains even, and gains. Was it that? Gains and pains. What's the, what's the name of this podcast? Games of pain. pain and Game is the movie with Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. Which We're not affiliated. In any way whatsoever. <coughs> Don't sue us. These are just the personal opinions of Colin and Scott. Yeah, but again, um, if Dwayne The Rock Johnson or Mark Wahlberg want to come on the podcast, feel free. Or come and train. <laughs> no, don't do that. They'll make us like piss weak. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people buy stuff for the gym and they've not got a clue why they're buying it. Hmm. Uh, when I was on holiday there uh, in Thailand, there was a girl playing pool with us and she turned around and started laughing saying that she came out with this random fact that 90% of people don't have a clue what the chalk is for. <laughs> but they see everybody else just standing there chalking their cue, so they're standing doing it as well and they've not got an absolute do. clue. And it's that kind of monkey see, monkey do mentality that yeah. we don't know what, we don't know why we're doing it, but we, we'll just do it anyway, that kind of pack mentality. Yeah. And it's amazing 
And unfortunately, there's a lot of PTs out there that, <clears throat> I've, when people have asked me, how, how, can you, how can you distinguish a good, TP, a good PT from a bad TP. PT? Um, from the good and the bad, how do you really distinguish them in the simple, one, one of the easy ways is, whatever you're doing, ask them to explain why you were doing it. Right. And what are the benefits. If they can't explain it, run. Yeah. There was a PT I knew once, I won't name names, <clears throat> that when his clients would ask, oh, where should I be feeling this? Because they were unsure of the exercise or their mm. first time. Typical, you know, nervous first time client. Yep. Asking where they should feel it. And his response was, where are you feeling it right now? And, oh, my lower back. Yeah, yeah, it's meant to work your lower back, he would reply. And you're going, no, you, you shouldn't be feeling your lower back on that particular exercise. That's because you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And he, he didn't know himself. He would, think, he would coach people for a deadlift and saying, just pick it up. That's... Which is t- it's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, it's just dangerous. And that's the thing. It's, a lot of us go out there and we just blindly follow without actually thinking for yeah. a split second, like, why are we doing this? Why should it be that way? And it's like the same for your gym clothing. A lot of people come in and they want to squat heavy. And you just need to look at their footwear to see how serious they are. Mm. If they've got their big padded Nike or Max trainers, big spongy base... Squishy, squishy. Yep, squishy, squishy, wobbly. You try and squat, say, 120 kilos on a boat when it's rocking side to side. That's yeah. essential for what you're going to be trying to do. Heavy back squat is going to be bad enough, mm. never mind essential on an unstable surface Aye. with your trainers. They're great for most trainers nowadays. Look cool, mm-hmm. but the practicality... Do they, though? A lot of trainers nowadays look ridiculous. Yeah, you should see the knockoffs in Thailand. They're even better. <laughs> Flashing lights and... <laughs> but the... Most of the trainers nowadays are pretty much designed for just fashion, Aye. not for actual function. Yeah. You've got the exception that you've got like your Nike Metcons, you've got some of the Under Armour range now that are coming out with cool trainers. Plug. Um, <laughs> we're doing free advertising for all these companies. I know, not for um, long. Adidas have come out with some cool stuff as well. But again, even you look at most of the powerlifters out there, a pair of Converse or a pair of Vans, flat yeah. sole trainers that just give you that natural, yep. almost that kind of barefoot base. Yeah. Um, and you'll get much better results. I know I use the Adidas powerlift power lift shoes for squat shoes, and yeah, stuff like that. I know it's a big difference here again just because it's the to- it gives you that really stable base. A stable base plus the kind of heel raise to help with ankle mobility Aye. in terms of, not to improve ankle mobility, but yeah. it just gives you that almost a false range to allow you to squat deeper. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, you kind of learn about stuff like that, you know, just like from, I mean, that was you that recommended them mm-hmm. just to kind of level that out. But again, I used to just use in my Converse. Yeah. And it's, it's just great. It's fine. I think it's I so long the fact that Converse are the coldest trainers in the world. Yeah. And this gym is not warm. Ever. If you're, if you're cold in here, it means you're not training. <laughs> but the, and it's even, what, some of the, some of the belts that people wear as well. You see them walking about with a weightlifting belt and, mm. again, you can tell straight away by how they're wearing it and by the exercise choice. <laughs> <laughs> they're standing in a squat rack doing bicep curls. No need. If they're trying to have sex with that ghost again. <laughs> then, you know, fair enough, wear the weight belt because you're going to put your back out otherwise. Yeah. But the idea of the weightlifting belt is, is to protect your lower back. Right. And it's to give you, there's a thing called kind of intracore abdominal pressure. So you're meant to kind of deep breath into your diaphragm, push out against the, um, push out against the belt. So you've got that, you're bracing your core. Yeah, you can feel it. Yeah, so you're bracing yourself for the heavy lift. Yep. And it just puts you, puts you into a kind of protective state. Right or best possible case state, uh, protective Aye. state for performing the lift. But 
The problem is you see all these guys walking about and their belts are either way too tight mm -hmm. and they've sucked all the air out and it's sitting and they're breathing simply out their throat and that's it. Yep. Um, they can't get proper breath in to brace properly mm -hmm. or they're wearing it too loose and it's just sliding about the place and it's performing no benefit whatsoever. My general rule of thumb is that you train belt free up until you're going for that almost like a max effort or you where you feel you need the support of it. Right, so would you say <clears throat> you reach a point where you definitely have to use a belt or if you're happy not using a belt then crack on without it or I mean <clears throat> so long as you feel you don't need it right so long as you've got a good enough core a lot of people will use the belt to support a core that they've not trained mm -hmm. um, you, for me you're only in terms of athletic performance and pretty much everything you're only as good as your core yeah <clears throat> it's, your cent, it's your central point for Everything. Um, Brian, shows yeah. your core. Let, let's see your six pack. I need to go to Brian will be back in 15 minutes when he comes back with a six pack of beer. <laughs> the Have you the Lovely. I mean, for example, we've been we've been working uh, in a strength phase for a couple of months now. Yep. And we two weeks ago on Monday, mm -hmm. we both hit. 200 box, 200 kilo box squat yep. uh, on a on a back squat on the box, yep. high box position, uh, and that was belt free. Yep. If we felt that the load was starting to kind of, we were starting to base, kind of collapse under the load, mm -hmm. then we can apply the belt. But right. that being said, we're not doing this as a profession in terms of getting paid for lifting heavy weights. Yeah. It would be nice. It'd be but lovely. We're not. So rather than try to push the kind of bound, push the boundaries or the limitations and see what we really kind of strive to lift a heavier weight, where's the risk and reward? Yeah. <clears throat> Both of us have got kids, you want to go home, you want to be able to carry on with your kids, have fun, so you don't want to take the risk that you're flattening your back, not being able to move and injured. Mm -hmm. But really, I mean, there's a guy, Mark Gordon, the strength and conditioning coach in Slovenia, uh, absolute phenomenal coach, really, really knowledgeable, and he does a lot of box squats and uh, squat work, 200 kilos, mm -hmm. <clears throat> even in a front squat. No shoes, no belt, because he, train, he trains properly. Yeah. The guy's a phenomenal athlete. Um, so it's Mark Gordon, if you want to check him out. Really cool guy. <clears throat> Excuse me. And very rarely uses the belt. Right. It's people that use a belt for every single lift. Yeah. For every single rep. They're just they're, they're letting the belt do the work of their core. Yeah. I know, I, I know it myself, I've never, I've never used one really, mm. and any time I have it's been for like one set or something just to experiment with it, I find them really uncomfortable, I don't know if it's just, again I'm not, I'm not used to wearing it and I'm just not used to placing it properly or whatever else, but I just, I just find them awkward and uncomfortable, certainly doing, I think I've used them once doing deadlifts and I just found it really weird, yeah, squats I kind of felt it a bit more because you can really kind of push against it, but yeah. I don't know. I mean some people feel comfortable in them. I use it on occasion, but I'd yeah. rather I'd rather do the core work and just strengthen the whole yeah. body up. You use that a lot in doing kettlebell stuff. Kettlebell. Scott is a multiple world champion at kettlebells. People. Just just one world title. Amateur level. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <clears throat> um, if you hear any random noises, that's a microphone bouncing off Colin's head. <laughs> the the benefit of the weight belt for kettlebell sport wasn't actually to support the back. Right. It's when you're resting the rack position where. For those of you, those of you who do kettlebell sport will know what the rack position is. For mm -hmm. those of you that don't, 
It's where you've got it's this. one or two bells in your hands and you're in the resting position for jerk or long cycle where the bells are resting at chest height and your elbows are on your hips. Right. I don't know why I'm demonstrating with my hand right now. Because it's an audio medium, Scott. It's a waste of time. Helps me describe. And what the belt really does is it serves as a platform to lie back against and rest on. Right. So it's due really to aid in the rest position. So it's because you're lazy, is that what you're saying? Funny enough, the idea in kettlebell sport is to be lazy. So the more you, <laughs> the more you rest... See, I know what I'm talking yeah, about. The more you rest, or the better you can rest, yeah. the harder you can work, the faster you can go, the right. heavier you can go. So it's about efficiency as opposed to laziness more than anything else. <laughs> I mean, somebody might call it efficiency, somebody might call it laziness. Yeah. It all depends. I used to say when I'm, when I'm, when I'm playing drums and stuff as well, it's, to be fair, it's about kind of economy of movement, isn't it? Yeah. If you're just flailing about all the time, you're just tiring yourself out. It's like the Andrew Pirlo technique of football. Make the ball do the work. Did you just call him Andrew Pirlo? Andre Pirlo. You said Andrew? Andre. Is that like the Scottish brother? Aye. Big Andy Pirlo. <laughs> Working down at it's the fun. fish and chip shop in Largan Nardini. Racial stereotyping there. Let's edit that bit out. <laughs> you alright, Brian? I'm fine. Thanks. Well, uh, yeah, so the, the belt the belt and kettlebell lifting is designed as a platform just to rest, not right. to support the back. Yeah. Right. Because if you're lifting correctly, the weight's stacked through your hip joint rather than actually being loaded through the back. Yeah. Right. And it's a sub-maximal weight you're essentially lifting anyway because it's designed for repetition rather than a one rep max. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. All right, cool. So, we should probably think about wrapping up. Yeah. So this doesn't ramble on for too long because I'm cold and I want a coffee. And I'm pretty sure if anybody does listen to this while they're driving, there is a good chance by now they're getting ready to th- drive their car off a bridge. They've probably chucked it by now, yeah. aye. Uh, so to wrap up, wear what you like in the gym, as long as it's reasonably got a purpose, I suppose. As long as it's just, got a purpose and... As long as you're not curling in your squat rack. Yeah, so long as it's not detrimental to your performance or to your training. Yeah. Yeah, so wear anything that's, apart from gloves, that's non-detrimental to your training. And There's just no need for the gloves. Yeah. I mean, the gym can be intimidating enough without everybody looking at you for wearing a pair of gloves for absolutely no reason at all. Well, that, well that's the thing, like, we're, we're kind of we're mocking the glove wearers in the community, right? But at least they're in the gym. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they could be at home I mean, eating could, cake or something. Yeah. We've got to give them that. Yeah, but then at the same time, they're wearing gloves. They're wearing gloves, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. It's harsh, but fair. There's, pl- there's plenty we could say on that topic, but I don't, don't think do it'd be... It, don't, don't do it, <laughs> I don't think it'd be suitable for the podcast. Yeah. If we actually go, if I actually say what I really think, it'd be <laughs> really um, Save that for a few episodes in, and we'll yeah. get a bigger listener base. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so, episode one, kind of in the bag, I suppose. In the bag, yeah. That's good. If anybody yeah. has any questions or feedback... Where can we find you? We're on CastBox. We're also on Instagram under... Gains and pains, and we're also on Facebook as well under the same name. Yep. So, where can we find you personally if we have to? Based at Just Train in Hillington. Instagram. And Instagram as well under Just Train, and also online coaching is Scott McLaughlin Performance Training for anybody that's wanting any help, advice, be about guidance in their training. Cool. I'm at, at Drummer Chimp on Instagram if anyone wants to look at pictures of my drum kit a lot and just random stuff about me um, cool oh well there we go we need to think of a handy catchphrase to sign off with and not just us walking over to the laptop switching off what was that Brian what was that helpful nugget you gave us there <laughs>
For any, any random noise that's just appeared, that's Brian pinging a rubber band across the gym. It's about to get um, inserted. Next uh, episode, we'll be talking about friends, enemies, and training partners, which <laughs> is really going to open up some as, interest as in as the chat. As if to illustrate the point. <laughs> right, think of a catchphrase for next time. Like, Mark Bell's got a cool strength is never a weakness, weakness is never a strength type thing. That's good. We need to think of something like that. How about just train? Oh, mate. Boom. And don't wear gloves. <laughs>